Kids Exchange. That's the one. There's a store called Kids Exchange. <laughs> you exchange your children? It's like a used clothing store. Just write that out Kids. and report back. Kids Exchange. And then break it up into three words instead of two words. Kids Exchange? Kid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently my braiding is very innocent today. Mine is not. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Hola, Podlings. It's Chris. And Bex. And we're here with, oh my God, episode actual four. Amazing. See, we're like halfway on the ball right now. I won't <laughs> say we're on the ball, but we're getting there. We're at that point when game people are on that rotating log trying to win $1,000 and they're like just, just starting just, to tip behind. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, Ick, if I speed up just a little bit, I could win the prize. No, we suck. <laughs> no. Um, Although very impressed with ourselves so far because... um. We set a goal of minimum six episodes. And hey, we're we're getting there. Um, and we also both did our craft and we both did research and we are we're like on it. I actually am kind of I didn't I did a lot of research and I got really into it and I might continue to look wow. stuff up on this. That's acceptable. This is um one of the ones that we both got mutually yeah. too excited about. <laughs> I thought I knew and I didn't. Um do you want to go into how this is tied to the last one? Because we seem to like tying things together. Yeah, I well, <laughs> tying things together. Anyway, uh, yeah. So basically, um, our favorite thing to do is when we talk about stuff, just kind of continue a continuous stream of thought into the next thing. So we get very excited about some random thing we talked about last time. Um, I'm currently drawing a blank, actually. <laughs> you don't know why? Oh, oh, no. Okay. Um, I can comment on this because I actually recently re-listened to the last one, so it is fresh in my memory. Okay. I you don't. Oh, okay. Nebulous sorry. void right now. I am sorry for tossing that to ear you. To because ear to nothing. <laughs> it was your idea, so I thought that you, uh, it's all good. No, I literally don't remember yesterday at this point, so. Fair. Um, in the last crafting episode, we had talked about poltergeist. One of the more bizarre deaths in Poltergeist was the random axe murder. Right. Right. Yes. So I'm on this now. <laughs> you, are, you have boarded the train. So to continue our history of tangents, we are going to go on an axe murder tangent and talk about, I'd say, one of the most famous axe murders. I would agree with that. And I would say one of the only axe murders who has a nursery rhyme. And I was just about to get to that. Hey, you should sing it. You're the singer. Well, I'm not going to really oh, yeah. sing, sing it, but I will right. voice it. Amazing. Because it's... Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. And can I just say, it is lies. All of it lies. Yeah, I don't know where they get the 40s from. I don't know. And technically, as Lizzie would say, not her mother. Yes, not her mother. Not her mother. Mrs. Borden. Or yes. Mrs... Did she call her Mrs. Borden or she yes, called her something because else? because she would have taken that. Thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So she was at least that respectful yeah. about it. Yeah. But just to be disrespectful, she would not call her mom or mother or any uh, matriarchal name. It was just Mrs. Borden. Yes. Yes. Uh, Lizzie's mother passed away when she was three. And three years later, uh, her father, Andrew, uh, remarried, and uh, which I actually find kind of strange that she wouldn't that a six-year-old wouldn't consider 
the stepmom eventually to be more maternal because that is a fairly... I read, and again, there's a lot of information, so take it with a grain of salt, whatever we pull from. Uh, but I did read that she used to call her mother, but there was a falling out. So then she like stuck it to her by starting to call her Mrs. Borden. That is ringing a bell as well. Yes. So uh, we are, of course, about Borden. Now, can we start? with the question do you she so before i started doing research yeah 100 me too 100 me too then yes. i started doing research and there was things i didn't know that i'm like i i'm starting to wonder if this is one of those things and it happened a lot in historical times when there wasn't enough evidence uh that they just caught on to an idea and shoehorned it in there's there is one thing and we will get to it that is really sticking with um so before we get into the nitty-gritty do i i have a scan i've got multiple pages of notes we have an itinerary in chronological order we've boarded the plane we've got the ticket we have our itinerary we are ready to go to disneyland (laughs) or fall river that doesn't sound as, not as interesting. Not but. As However, I do really want to stay because Lizzie, like the house is now a bedroom that you could stay it in. It is. Oh my I God. I want to. It is. I've actually, on YouTube, before we actually dive into the itinerary, on YouTube, I watched uh, several ghost hunters that visit there. One of them is like one of my favorites. I don't know if I name drop on here. Yeah, so, sure. um, so it's the ghoul boys. They're from BuzzFeed. They now have their own. Uh, YouTube channel uh, called The Watcher but they went there and wow like you expect it because there's a dynamic where one's respectful of ghosts and one's really not respectful of ghosts and it's just kind of funny to watch them go through the room screaming at Lizzie Borden saying do it kill us do it do it do it so So the murder occurred on August 4th 1892 but some of the important events happened a little bit before that as common i imagine in murders i don't know I'm no nothing that, happened before no, nothing it's just happened. straight it's up just death straight yeah uh so some of the important events um andrew the father was a very like he was a rich man he dealt in real estate he um he, he had some money stodgy prick though but yeah very scrooge like they lived, I mean, they, from what I gather, their, their their neighborhood was okay, but all of the people who they would consider their peers lived in the higher class neighborhood. On the Since others. you mentioned Scrooge, I now have like this idea in my head of like the night before he's visited by three Ooh. spirits and he's like opting out. It's like, okay then, whack, whack. Nice. Yeah, they should do a, you know, other version of Scrooge where he doesn't learn and yeah. That, anyway. Um, tangent. Tangent. And Andrew had actually gifted bits of real estate to his wife's siblings. And the sisters, uh, Lizzie and Emma, did not like that because they hadn't been given anything. And they were, you know, his own daughters. And No, because their house, they like, he's so stodgy. Yeah. Plumbing existed, but he opted out of that. Yeah. And they were, and electricity had started to be put in. And he they could didn't... easily afford it. Like yeah. his, uh, the amount of wealth he had obtained is like something along the lines of nowadays 30 million oh he was well off. yeah he was extremely oh, yeah. well off but he's like plumbing nah electricity nah now they did have sort of some washing areas in the basement but there wasn't like plumbing around yeah but those are probably like those things where you go out to a pump and like get 30 well, gallons and drag it back in somehow. I looked at ground plans because the ground plan, like this house, you should look up the ground plans. It is There's no hallways. 
you have to go through Lizzie's rooms to get into Emma's room. Like there is like, it's. This sounds like my bedroom. Um, Like personal aside note, my bedroom, when we decided to purchase our house, has this weird side room attached to it. Which we turned into a library, but it's it's just really strange because like the rest of the house is normal. You go up to the master bedroom. Oh, master bedroom is like, oh, is this the closet? It's like, no, the closets are on the right hand side. Left hand side is just an entirely another room with its own closet. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and so that, that, could that be like a nursery room? That's what we assume. Thing? But at the yeah. same time, it's like, what kind of baby factory are you having <laughs> where you're like, we need a nursery room forever? No, thank you. No, one of the things so. What I find most fascinating about this is most facts that you find will then be refuted elsewhere. Like there is no solid evidence for anything. And some people will say that's true and some people will say it won't. Yes. So always take everything with a grain of salt. All of the salt. One of the things that I had heard that I want to believe, he started out or his family were undertakers. Oh, okay. I You're getting into things I did not look oh, up. Oh, I, I, I went Undertaker. So was he like, fil- like filching rings and things no. off the graves? <laughs> there was a rumor that he would cut people's feet off so they could fit into smaller coffins and oh discount shopping yeah 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 so take that all of the salt yeah all the boxes come in one standard size but everyone will fit in them exactly so to sort of appease uh, going back to the the real estate thing to appease his daughters he had given them their childhood home as a rental property uh, which then shortly after they turned around and sold it back to him for five thousand dollars I didn't he just Give them the money to be. It's a lot less paperwork if you just give them the money. Yeah, but he was probably trying to teach them the finer details of uh, dealing with finances and brokerages and things like that. You know how like some parents are like, you don't get an allowance. uh, You get a system of ways to earn and invest money. I counter that with in the 70s, you still couldn't get a credit card if you were a woman without your dad or your or your husband's (laughs) signature. So I don't know how fruitful that would have been in 1892. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay fair I, I will concede this point that if i'm applying modern day solutions to previous historical problems yes how dare i be modern what so in addition there was a significant argument in july so the month before which we don't know what it is but it caused the sisters to like nope out of there for a while oh so they actually left they left on vacation and then when she came back, Lizzie actually like stayed at a boarding house for a few days before coming Lizzie home. Lizzie board and boarded at a boarding house? You betcha. Uh, yep. Um, and in either May or June. Oh, that's not in chronological. Oh, well. My notes are f- flawed. How? Um, oh, my. The shame. I'm All sorry. of my non-existent notes are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in May or June, Andrew kills Lizzie's pigeons. Did you hear? Did you read about that? No. No. Okay. So Lizzie was a big animal. Uh, like she loved animals. And actually, when she died, she gave a significant amount of her wealth to. Yes, an and there's rescue. lots of pictures of her when she's older with pets. Like she had a menagerie. Oh yeah, she loved animals, and she had in her in the barn a bunch of pigeons that she had sort of kept as pets. And it said that her father went in and killed them all. Why? Uh, because he was afraid that the neighborhood boys would break into the barn to muck about with the the pigeons i'm worried that my house will burn down because of my kitchen so i'm just going to demolish my kitchen yeah yeah this this is my my logic point on that (laughs) yes so i mean we'll never quite know but he apparently killed all her pigeons and she was not happy i can imagine yeah i mean there's pigeons everywhere anyway anyway killed the pigeons 
Um, but the same thought popped up twice for me. Yeah. And that's at least he didn't make a pigeon pie or pigeon soup. I did read one report that they did. That oh, they no, cooked he the pigeons. made it. Oh, he, now, again, in this story, everybody has different stories. Like, everybody has different reports. Yeah, but that, what kind of psycho shit is that? It's like, I killed your favorite pets. Please eat your favorite pet, Frank. But coming from growing up in a town that has a lot of, like, ranches and 4-H. Yeah, that's, they, that's, like, you name your animal and then it's like you kill it later and eat it. And it's like, and oh, then, yeah. yeah, Timmy was great. Yes. So maybe not as, it's not like the well, family dog. But, it, okay, it might not have been like the family dog to Andrew, but it might have been to Lizzie. So it could just be a difference in perception of the purpose of the animals. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not defending. I'm not, I don't want to defend it. And yet here I am. Well, it, it's what you call devil's advocate. You may not actually be agreeing with the, the stance that you're taking. You're just playing the other side. True, true, true. Okay. And those are some of the more significant events leading up to the day. A couple of days before the event, it was, this is another one, it was reported that a person who may or may not have been Lizzie tried to buy prussic acid and was denied. And I do recall that part because that was brought up during the actual trial. It did not make it to trial. It it brought back to, the judge wouldn't allow it as evidence. Ah, okay. Because I remember, I guess this is again a confusion with different articles, but it was said in some of the ones I was reading that it had been brought up in the trial. They tried to have it admitted as evidence. But they suppressed it. And then the the judge did not allow it because it was so different than the actual event and couldn't be tied to the event. It wasn't deemed. Well, I guess because it's just, I don't know if it's necessarily hearsay, but I guess it's not in some respects admissible because it's like if someone went to the store to buy rat poison and then their parents had a heart attack is like is that necessarily connected or like bought rat poison and beat the shit out of them and they died (laughs) it's like maybe not exactly causal and again not 100 percent her yeah so it wasn't even confirmed it was her it's like some someone who matched her description so yes and when you look at pictures of her it's funny because there's tons of pictures and half of them aren't even actually her so even nowadays people are confusing her um there's a lizzie borden website where you go there there's an entire section dedicated to this is what lizzie borden actually looks like these are pictures that people think are her and are not amazing i gotta check that out love that um so on august 2nd the whole family gets sick so of course that was rat poisoning no not because I'll get to the I'll get to the poison again later. A lot of speculation is because it was from five day old mutton that they were eating. Oh yeah, again stodgy bodger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then of course I read things that saying well that's not true and one saying that it was. So who knows? All we know is that everybody got sick. The movie that I watched because again I go pop culture wrote on lots of things, but the Christina Ricci movie. Uh, there's a little throwaway at the very beginning where they ask, can we have something other than mutton tonight? And there was just a toss away of like, we've been having mutton for weeks. Right. So, yeah, so that they, they, they do reference that. Yes, yes, yes. And I am not on the poison train because from everything that we can tell, Lizzie had a decent relationship with her father outside of the pigeons and whatnot. But like he wore a pinky ring that was hers and she like, like they had a relationship Yes. And her sister Emma was essentially like her mother figure. 
and they had a fantastic relationship. And I don't believe that she would poison her sister. And it's a big leap from poisoning everybody, including the help, including Bridget. Because yeah. Bridget was sick as well. Okay, so like if literally everybody was sick, mm-hmm. also if if everyone was sick and Lizzie wasn't, that would be one story. thing. But if literally everyone was sick, yes. it, it was more than likely, I want to lean towards bad mutton. Yeah, yeah. On August 3rd, John Morse visits and he's their sister's uncle on the mother's side. We don't really know why he was visiting, but there were speculations that it was tense and there were some closed door meetings between him and Andrew, but nobody really knows. He left the morning of the 4th and has a solid alibi throughout the whole day, so it wasn't really considered a real suspect. Do you know what his alibi was? He went to go buy an ox. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that sounds like such a straw man argument. It's like, why were you buying an ox? No, he went to go buy an ox to go, an oxen. Is there a difference between ox and oxen? I think oxen's plural. I don't know. That's it? I, I don't know. But he went to go buy an oxen. Um, here's here's us being a couple points shy of a full IQ. Because uh, <laughs> now I'm like sitting there going, maybe ox and oxen are slightly different. And that'll bother me until I Google it later. Google it. Yeah. All right. So here is August 4th broken down. Now we get into the mutton meat of it. Yep. 7 a.m., Abby, Andrew, and John have breakfast. About 8.45, John leaves to buy an oxen. Toodaloo. At 9 o'clock, Lizzie comes down to eat breakfast. The sister Emma isn't there. She is about, I think it was was, um, 15 miles away in a different town. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, the other player that we have mentioned once but really haven't talked a bunch about was Bridget, who was the maid and who everybody called Maggie because that was the name of the last maid. And that kind of makes me mad. Uh, yeah, I was about to just get up on a soapbox about that. It's like, I can't be bothered to know who you are. So you are Maggie. Yeah. Everyone is Maggie because who the fuck do I care about you? I pay you half a copper a day. Yeah. That's probably a lot for back then. <laughs> no idea. So, yeah, uh, Maggie or let's say Bridget. 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 Her name is Bridget. Bridget. Let's we're gonna let's call her Bridget. She was still not feeling well, and was apparently randomly going outside to vomit, but was like, still asked to wash the windows. <laughs> she vomits on the window, cleaning, clean. I'm gonna be here all day. Yeah. At nine o'clock, Lizzie eats breakfast. Andrew leaves, and Bridget is cleaning the windows outside and apparently also vomiting. Good times had by all. At around between nine thirty and ten. Uh, stepmother, evil stepmother. Is she does she is she considered an evil stepmother? I don't know. Is there any precursor for her to be actually a villain? I have no idea. Because I've never read is... really anything about her. She just seems like um, drywall, basically. Like she just comes across as nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, everything just focuses on Lizzie, and 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 which is again a thing that kind of lends me towards. This seems like it was overly sensationalized. Oh, it because was... there's a lot of focus on a singular suspect and garnering as much evidence as possible against a singular oh, suspect, which is very, very common for the times. It was it was the OJ trial. It was yeah. that. Well, it is actually called the crime of the century. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the 19th century. Yes, um, and apparently the people were divided. So the people of Fall River. We're leaning in one way and all of the media and the rest of the country were leaning in the other. So, but anyway, 
but sometime between 9.30 and 10, Libby goes upstairs to clean the guest bedroom and she is murdered. That is all we know. She was facing the killer, has no defensive wounds, and there were 19 hatchet blows to the head. Is it 19? Because I thought it was 11. 11 is the father. 11 is the father. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm not spoiling something that's over 100 it's, years old. It's, it's not 40. Um, oh, that's another thing. Sorry, she had more act- wounds, but in the song, the father has more wounds. Yes. So, um, well, no, at least they got the timeline of mom first, dad second. That's true. That's true. Sometime between 10.30 and 11, Andrew arrives home. Bridget lets him in because the door is locked. Now, in this house, as we had said, like, there's all, like, so many doors, they all have multiple locks. And I could go into that, but I don't think we have time. And that's the thing with this. There's so many interesting tidbits that it's not one session. So... There's a history as to why all the doors are locked. I don't know if we have time to get into it. There's oh, please like, do. You've already brought it oh, up. And no, that, I don't okay. know this, so this is you intriguing. No, like I said, it I was... did. My level of research on this was very specific to the actual trial oh. and event. Right. Not the, the extras. <laughs> oh, I went, I went deep in this hole. Yeah, you're the director's cut. I just, I watched just <laughs> a straight movie. <laughs> uh, so... There was suspicion that Lizzie might have had a stealing problem. Yeah, I do know that part. And so... And, like, it was so bad that literally her dad had a standing order with all the stores. If she steals something, put it on my tab. Exactly. And there was a theft in the house prior to this that some suspect was Lizzie. And so the father had installed many, many locks throughout the house. Um... Which, I mean, there's any number of reasons why Lizzie would. Her father was particularly stingy. Maybe she needed to, like, I don't. Attention seeking. She could be attention seeking. It could have Although, been legitimately like a disorder. Like she could have had yeah. a kleptomania, but I, there wasn't What an any- odd way to handle that, though. Instead of like saying, I think you have a problem. Let's figure it out. Let's just, yeah, oh. it's easier just to put locks on everything. Oh, no, you did not figure out mental problems. <laughs> if you were particularly... In a high-standing household, that was... No, it's just, she's got a quirk. No. Um, Bridget lets him in. Lizzie visits with him a bit. She's told him, and this is an interesting... She told him that Abby had received a message that she needed to leave, and so left, and that's why she wasn't home. That is the one thing that I'm like, the message was never found, was never verified. No one has ever claimed to send the message. That is the the... The true mystery to me is whether that was a lie or whether like. Well, and that does seem pretty fabricated if you have like who left the message. No one came forward. The message was verbal then. Uh, That I couldn't say off the top of my head. No, because they were looking for a note. Okay. They said a messenger came by and gave a note. There was a note. Yeah. So messengers would have been somewhat trackable back then because there is like businesses that would deliver messages. So that does messenger was the murderer oh, maybe so that that is eh, that's that's this that's a sketchy detail not to lizzie's favor uh so andrew then takes a nap on the couch bridget goes to rest in her attic bedroom because she just spent the morning washing windows and vomiting which i think is the theme of the day and lizzie goes to the barn to find some sinkers for a fishing trip and that, that apparently was something that her and her father did regularly. That was one of their bonding things is they would go fishing together. Oh, that's such a cute thing. I don't know. 
And doesn't she eat three peaches? Or no, pears, pears, pears while pears. she's in there. Yes, she eats pears in the barn. Which, at first, truly, I was like, really? Three pears? But then I had a pear yesterday, and I'm like, I can totally eat, eat three, three of these. Three pears, not a problem. Because I thought that was oddly specific. Because she's like, I ate one, no two, no, no three no. pears. I definitely had a lot of pears. Totally. <laughs> it's like, this is important for my alibi. Yes. So sometime between 11 and 11.10, Andrew was murdered in that front room. Uh, he was struck 10 to 11 times with a hatchet and was likely asleep when it happened. Uh, the police were notified at 11.15. So there was only about 10 minutes between the time that everyone was together. So Bridget, Lizzie, and Andrew were together and all saw each other. And the time that then the police were notified, 15 minutes and 10 minutes bef- between the time that Lizzie yeah. found Andrew... Yeah, and quote unquote found. Found and then yelled for Bridget. And that's where it starts to get a little yeah. uh, a little tenuous on some of the information about how she was supposedly the actual killer. Because uh, there was a blue dress. Yes, I can get to the blue dress. I thought actually I actually looked up specifics on the blue dress. That's how far down this hole I went. Excellent. I know how long it took to make the dress. Oh. What the hell have you been doing with your life in the last oh, few Nelly. weeks? Oh, Nelly. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, there are ways that this could have been done. Like, in 10 minutes' mm-hmm. time, like, one of the more interesting things is, like, she could have done it if she was, like, naked. No, but at the same time, those dresses are so intricate to put on that 10 minutes is actually not a lot of time. No, 10 minutes is not enough time to murder some, to get the weapon, murder someone, and get fully cleaned up because there wasn't even any trace of anything on her hair, which would have been intricately done. And even not even in that 10 minutes, but she would have had to do it twice. She would have had to do it once for the mother and again for the father. So that we're talking about two different outfits, two different changes, and no running water. So there would have been basins filled with bloody water. Yes. Which there were not. No, the only thing that was found was the little clump of rags there was some rags found that they claimed to be menstrual rags and yes. so the police were like i am noping out of this yes. i am not because let's about remember that. 19th century mentality well even current day mentality is like oh no i don't need to hear that so we don't know there could have been stuff hiding under the rags but that's a lot of rags if you're gonna hide two full dresses shoes would have something on them yeah there would have been there would have been a lot of evidence yeah and from where they again where they're murdered there's not a lot of incidental blood anywhere no no footprints no nothing and if you follow many murders where there's uh, a lot of blood that shit's everywhere yes i've watched enough dexter uh (laughs) And again, I go back to the hair was perfectly done. And like, sorry, and this is where I start to question everything because I just don't see there being enough time to have two full wardrobe changes. Yeah, like that's one of the biggest flags in in the story is it literally just doesn't seem timely plausible unless she's the quickest person known to man and could have been in the Olympics. Either that or or, um, Bridget was helping. Yes, because there is uh, that there tangent. Is a, there is a fan theory. Yeah, so, love- that, so there's that one little thing where I did delve off into mm-hmm. a little bit of a deeper end pool where there's um, apparently fan fictions about Lizzie and Bridget getting it on. Although she calls her Maggie. So it's like, call me by your name. Like, what, what's <laughs> going on here? But uh, there, that even goes deeper. So there's the thought that Abby caught 
Lizzie and Bridget in some sort of compromising situation. So and eating three pears has a completely eating different eating meaning. Pears. They caught. She caught them eating pears. Wouldn't <laughs> be like peaches anyway. And so that started the. If they're peaches now. Maybe they were pears. Then. Yeah. With the times, changes with the times, and that it was the inciting incident for the first murder. Um, that doesn't quite explain Andrew. No. It was also uh, there's also a tie-in in that after this, because we all know Lizzie goes free. Um, her and her sister live together for many many years until randomly the sister nopes out and leaves and never talks to her again. Yeah, is that part of your itinerary still? Uh, I feel like we should like get back on track with oh, your itinerary sorry. just so we don't miss anything. Yes. Okay. Yes. Back to the itinerary. So the whole house gets flooded with people because this is a big deal. And of course, Andrew was not well liked. Andrew was a shrewd businessman. With that comes people not agreeing with some of your decisions and probably, you know, pushing some people under various buses or carriages at this time period. <laughs> yes, let's, let's be accurate. Accurate. Sorry. Because I'm all about the accuracy. Thrown under a buggy. <laughs> Thrown under a buggy. Um, so yes, the any real crime scene investigation was moot because you had people all over the place yeah and even for the times they said that was botched oh yeah because like we understand forensics aren't the same then as they are now and a lot of things even from like 20 30 years ago was like don't do that it ruins the crime scene but even for their time frame of how they ran uh reports and information and collecting their data they botched it oh yeah um and i'm there was other stuff. So apparently, you know, they went to go to a doctor, but didn't go to the closest doctor. But then there is theories because the closest doctor was actually an immigrant and Andrew was really not that cool with that. So. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There is there is a whole other racism layer that is in there that I'm not even really touching at this point. But this has this is an onion here. This is this is a, a lot happening. So they've searched the house didn't really find much on August 7th. A friend named Alice sees Lizzie burning a dress. Now, both both sisters, Emma now as well, is saying that that dress was ruined by paint. Yes. The movie version I watched, she uh, straight up said that she was on her uh, period and that the one that got burned was the blue dress, I believe. Oh. So small liberty with the movie. Yeah. So... The dress was made in May, and it took two days to make. Oh, my God. And was this, like, so part of the... Down the hole. I know. Like, was that, like, part of the transcript for the... Like, where did you find that? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't. Because like, it's amazing. So it's like, we can't find this dress. We can't find any evidence of anything, but we know how long it, it took, took to, make to make it. Yes. It was a blue cord uh, dress with ruffles. Took two days to make. The statement that... Emma made was that shortly after it was finished, Lizzie walked into wet paint in the house on the walls and ruined it. She had claimed she continued to wear it for those two months as like just a casual cleaning sort of work dress because it took two days to make. And so there are some people who question, well, if it was so expensive, it took that much time, would you just burn it even if it was ruined? Is it possible to get ruined to the point of not wearing it as a house dress anymore within those couple of months? And then why would you burn it at this point in time? Well, again, you're looking. It's so strange because, like, again, he's technically valued at like $30 million, um, but really, really stingy. So it could have been one of those things where she 
Sorry, oh, I just hand raised, up. I just, hand I just, up. I just put up my hand like a elementary school kid because I had a thought. Yeah, the light bulb went very, very bright for a minute. <laughs> my eyes were like, <laughs> and then ah! it burned out. Anyway, no, the reason why they were burning it. So, and this is all again armchair psychology is they are now realizing that they can buy whatever they want. So if Andrew had seen yes. that she had ruined her dress and forced her to yeah, it's like, continue I to spent wear that. however much money on this. And it's like, I'm not just going to like remake another one. You wear that dress. You wear it until you die. It's like. And, and this, that could be a sort of a purge of that life. Yeah. Because um, in that time they would have, they've already talked to lawyers. They already know because that's part of the trial. It's like the money defaults to them because of how the progression of who died yeah. happened. Because yes. If he had died first, the money would have gone to his wife and then through to their family. But because yeah. she died first and then he died next, yeah. it went to Lizzie and her sister. So they could just come to that realization of this sucks. And uh, I, I'm free now. Yeah, I'm free it's of like, this oppression. Yeah, it's like I'm is... sad about my dad it, because I love him. I'm assuming. I'm hoping that there was at least that part. Yeah. But yeah, the realization that would be perfect reason. It'd be like... I don't need this piece of shit anymore. I'm gonna go. And she did live a very flamboyant life afterwards. Oh, like she she lived a good life after. Yeah. So that could have just been her her symbolic, her cathartic burning yeah. of that sort of. Yeah, because maybe, she, for all we know, maybe that was part of the reason why things went they went sour was because she's like, we have money. Why are you making me run around in a completely filthy dress? I I we can at least just make me a nice dress and yes. it's like no I, we, we made one and you ruined it already so yeah. stop it yeah anyway that's my little armchair psychology where are we i don't know we killed somebody oh, yeah <laughs> so and so here is some of the the evidence not evidence the pseudoscience or like the pseudo circumstantial it's, it's so strange so the police interrogated lizzie and they apparently asked her like over 800 questions Yes, it was, again, I will refer to this movie a lot because it's a, a visual portrayal of what happened. Mm -hmm. It was fun watching Christina Ricci do that because it looked like they had badgered her so much that she literally honestly was confused oh, because yeah. she would answer correctly for the longest time, but because she wasn't answering with what they wanted her to answer, they'd keep going so then she started getting confused about dates and times and they would be asking her in quick succession so she mm -hmm. wouldn't know which one she was answering yep. and she just got confused oh yeah well and apparently she was on morphine yes during the to, interrogation. to cope with supposedly to help cope with yeah. her uh tragedy yes so yes 800 question interrogation and of course nowadays we know that interrogations are love that style are not accurate no and oftentimes people will just falsely accuse themselves and admit to things just because they want it to stop yeah and i think that that's one of the reasons why there's a lot of contradictory statements is because they're coming from her statement that she was on doctor prescribed drugs Yes, and, and back then morphine was like the cure-all for a lot of stuff. So yeah. it's like, oh, you're feeling sad because your father has been straight up murdered? Morphine. Yeah, it's like, totally. Oh, you, you're, you're feeling slightly dizzy? Morphine. Yeah. That, wasn't there like cocaine in the cough syrup and stuff? Yeah, well, they yeah. used to like have those little uh, rings too, like the little oh, dainty rings where you flip them open and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> I found one on Etsy. I really want to buy it. <laughs> anyway. Um, what would you put in it? Something boring like a Tic Tac. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be kind of funny. It's like, oh, gotta no. get my one little Tic Tac. Pop rocks. <laughs> I was literally just thinking pop rocks. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what are the other things? 
So the police apparently checked the barn and they said that there were no footprints. However, however, apparently the week before they had workers in the barn and there would be footprints from them as well. So it's uncertain at this point if there were or not. But even so, it's not like every scene people go to, there's footprints. It's not like a... a Clue game where there's always footprints left behind. Well, they behind. said in the dust. Footprints in the, like, so there was dust yeah, but on the ground. And wouldn't they, they, like, muck out the barn once in a while? No. Like, you wouldn't think yeah, so. Well, that's there's, m- there's no pigeons there anymore. No, but. but still, it might just be one of those things where, like, maybe between one day to the next, they just decided we're going to clean the barn. Yeah. And so they just did it. So they took a broom and went, done. Who knows? Now, going to the trial, she was deemed not guilty and you know what i agree with that statement because all of the evidence that they put forth there was nothing that was actually substantially tying her to it yeah and it's interesting because you uh linked me Mm -hmm. a a different podcast where they did the reenactment of well it was kind of a reenactment so they went through all the same evidence that was presented at the original trial and they basically retried lizzie borden and they came to the same conclusion it was a hung jury yes and it's Simply because they're, you want it to go this way. Like if you mm-hmm. ever were accused of a murder, you would want it to go this way because there wasn't strong evidence. There wasn't enough evidence. You cannot convict somebody just because you have an inkling. Because, yeah, because you can't figure out who else it would be. Yeah. So just because she's the best option available doesn't mean she should be convicted. Yeah. Might she have done it? Maybe it's that 10 minutes thing. That 10 minutes is just yeah. in the back of my brain. Oh, the one thing that I forgot to say that I think you'll enjoy. Did you hear that? So they, they did an autopsy. Oh. Uh, they, they tested the stomach contents, did not find any poison. So that was also. Yes, yeah. I've heard about that. They did the autopsy on the kitchen table. Right. No. Yeah. I do know that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because that's something it was they did there. there. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Cool. Yeah. When I was watching the movie, I had to text you Mm -hmm. because there was a part that I had not realized was a thing. And I was like, did they make this up for the benefit of the movie or not? So during her trial, it came to light and apparently was quickly dismissed. Um, But just very coincidentally, there was another axe murderer that took place in the same town. In the same town, Lizzie was, it was right before the trial. It was between the... The, it um, came to light in the movie during the trial, and it was yeah. like a quick discussion kind of, of thing. Course. So, yeah. but I was like, "What? There was another axe murder that happened." It's it's so like that was my first raised bell of like, how on earth was this not like Explored. what? Yeah, <laughs> no. Apparently, that person has an alibi for the day. Yeah, but the but- likelihood of there being a murder, like back to back murders, in a small town that doesn't see crime. Let alone three axe murders mm-hmm. in a basically a row are so unlikely that it's like, why didn't they follow up and make absolutely sure his alibi was what he said it was? But it was they basically took him at his word that it was like, yeah, no, I was out of town those days. Yeah. It's like, oh, OK, that checks out. Sure. Well, they had the murder. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Was there any possible motive for that individual? No, because I think the person he murdered was like a. In a, he was in a relationship with them, right? So, the, but didn't have any connections to Andrew. No, but then again, they didn't 
investigate that, right? That's true. So, so that's one of the things. might have been a business dealing that went south or something. Yeah, like there's a... It's, it's just very interesting that you have such an unlikely set of scenarios happen, but because, again, it was sensationalized and they were like, she has to be the one. So they mm-hmm. pretty much the whole sole thing that I see in the investigation is that they focus so intently on her that they dismiss leads that they probably should not have. Possibly, yeah. Anyway, this is getting pretty long. Let's uh, Let's go to our crafts. I can't yeah. wait. We haven't seen each other's crafts. This is a full-on surprise. Yes. So, so um, you go first because I shared a craft last time. So I'm going to make you go first. Okay. Yeah. Dealer's choice there. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So my craft was, um, so I like to draw and paint and stuff like that. So I kind of went into that wheelhouse. I slightly spoiled it in a way because I, when you were saying I have an idea for my craft, I'm like, is it a cameo? Because oh, I think I said she would wear it. Yes. So, yes. and I was a little worried because I was already getting this idea in my head of doing a cameo. So it is kind of a cameo, but it's inspired by a few different things. So I'm going to like do the magic reveal here. Mm. Um, so here you go. <gasps> That's gorgeous. Here, take a look at it. Um, so basically what I did was I was going to do a craft session with a set of my friends anyways, and we'd all decided we were going to do stained glass. Right. uh, Or fake stained glass. Yes, like painted glass. Yeah. So go to the dollar store, buy yourself a uh, frame because they're super cheap at the dollar store. Uh, And then you buy puffy paint and everybody else like pre-picked something out to do. But when I decided I'm going to merge these two things together, I'm going to do this cameo idea that I have, but do it on the stained glass, fake stained glass instead. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I had to come up with my own design. <laughs> There's nothing preset for that. So my design is basically, it's Lizzie Borden. So with her nice pretty hair there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Lizzie Borden in her blue dress. So I specifically drew that inspiration for the blue dress. Um, the other key elements to point out was that I have two skulls at the base. Right. One of them is her father, which you can tell because part of the the face part is missing. Yeah. And then the other one is her uh, Mrs. Borden. Mrs. Borden. <laughs> not yep. her Mrs. Borden, not her mother, <laughs> uh, is her is her because it's the, the more top part of the skull that's missing. Right. And then the other thing is I embedded the hatchet secretly into yes, the, the cameo framing. And then I took inspiration of the cameo framing, not just because it was the 19th century and cameos were popular back then, but because if you look in the bedroom, where Mrs. Borden had died, mm-hmm. the wallpaper has a similar shaped design on it. Ooh, now I have to look that up. Yeah, so I, I pulled the inspiration originally from the wallpaper of the room. Beautiful. I love it. It's, it's stunning. It's beautiful. Look it up on our Instagram. Yes. So in order to see both mine and Bex's pieces, uh, make sure you check us out at Dark Arts and Craft pod on instagram uh we also have a facebook that we completely ignore uh but you can definitely go there too it is also dark arts and craft pod all one word to make it very very difficult and annoying um but it there is a short form for it called dac pod so d-a-a-c-p-o-d and it'll be up on both of those there you go. We also have a WordPress now, but I can't remember what that is because that's also super long because it literally oh, yeah. took our tagline into it as well. So it's like hmm. dark arts and crafts podcast because boredom is murder. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like every letter of the alphabet plus a few more. Okay. Awesome. So Instagram. 
is what yes. is, is basically yes. the long Like and follow us and share us and all of that. Yes. Jazz. Make us be uh, the most popular crafting podcast, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually hard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So with mine, I had known a little bit about Lizzie Borden prior and I had remembered the bag of bloody rags that nobody cared about. And so that seemed like a big old red flag to me going in. And so I was actually starting out, I was going to sew up some washable um, pads. <laughs> that was yes. my original one. Yes. <laughs> I kind of dig that. Yeah. But then when I actually started to do more research, nobody was talking about the blood rags. And so I thought maybe I was thinking of something different. They were all talking about the dress, not the rags. Again, because uh, every bit of evidence they came across are like, nah, this isn't it. Exactly. This isn't important. So then I started to question my memory and abandoned that and then decided I was going to focus on the pigeon. Oh my God, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that I've wanted to do for a while now is I wanted to try embroidery like I've done cross stitch and I actually started doing cross stitch I started to do a cross stitch pigeon I found a little pattern a couple patterns that I like and I'm so excited right now (laughs) and I made them into one that I liked and I started and then I started to go across eyes I'm like I'm not doing this because I was using the smallest cross stitch fabric ever (laughs) and so I abandoned that and then went to there's so many twists and turns as to what you did (laughs) I know and so I did a little embroidery pigeon that I made into a pearl Have you been wearing choker. this all day? No. Okay. But could... I wore my other pearl necklaces, which are really just strings that I made. Okay. Cause... But not real. Oh, I but love But I made it. a little embroidery pigeon on a pearl necklace because Lizzie loved her pigeons. Oh, it's so cute. And it's not my favorite. I actually kind of sounded this. like a pigeon there. A little bit. I rebeated it so many times. I'm not 100% happy with it, but it is what it is. I like tried oh, to. What aren't you put, happy about? This I looks fantastic. No, maybe it's just because it's when you look at something so long. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> so with mine, really quickly to run back to mine, I. Uh, I kept telling you that after I'd finished, I was like really happy with yes, it. And then I started finding problems with it. And one of the biggest problems, the biggest problems with it is look at her eye. I painted it white. Oh, well, yeah, I think it works. I didn't even know Yeah, this. but it's like, whoops. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> so anyway. I, I get you there where you looked at it for so long. And then like, because I just kept looking at mine. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, I tried first because I didn't like how the seam between where the fabric and the metal mount was. So I tried to like bead pearls around it, but then it took away from the actual embroidery. So I took those off and then I tried maybe black seed beads. So I put those around. It didn't like it, took it off. And then I did the beading and I only had the one string of pearl beads to do one string. And then I did black accent beads and I didn't like it. I took those out. I did so much editing on this that I actually finished this last night. Oh, wow. Because I thought you'd been done this for a couple weeks. I had and then I just kept looking at it and not liking it. You just kept on. So then I just kept changing it and changing it. it. (laughs) And I'm going to put it on because I wore it. Yeah. So I'm all. So you wore it in and then you're like, oh, I'm going to go see Chris. I got to take it off. Yeah. So, like, again, from a normal human being distance, not creepy, I'm going to be, like, right up in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you don't see any of that. Like, I can understand if you were, like, really holding oh, close yes. to it, you would see, like, the edges. But, again, it's a homemade item. Yeah. So it's not going to be manufacturer perfect with the ridges being not there. Yeah. Um, it looks lovely. I love knowing what it is. Because, like, people would just be like, oh, it's neat, a, you made bird. a pigeon. Whatever. 
No, but it's it's. But it's, it's like no, no. It, it's it's uh, to honor the murdered birds. Yes. Aw, that is yeah. so sweet. So, yeah. At first, when I was doing mine, I was like, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm honoring Lizzie Borden by doing this, and I hope it doesn't come across that way. Well, and with her, it's you don't know if she's guilty or not, so it's not like you are necessarily honoring someone who 100% no, did it. And I probably wouldn't have come up with an idea like this until after I'd, I'd done the investigating yeah. that yeah. we went into. Uh, simply because like going into this before we'd started, I was like, oh yeah, she is guilty. Yes. Like there's, there's just no way. Like everybody talks about it. It's like it's a foregone conclusion that she up and murdered her parents. Yep. But when you do see the things that you see and you go again there's a great site if you just type in like lizzie borden online or something mm-hmm. to that effect um there's a website dedicated to literally everything there's the transcripts from the trial like every possible piece of information you would want yeah. is on this singular website um but going there and reading you know wikipedia reading people's things reading fan fictions like reading every aspect of this there is a lot of doubt yeah i i think that there is a possibility that she did it. There's not the evidence to support that. No, but she would have to be an absolute criminal oh. mastermind oh, God, it, yeah. with, or or had just help, um, had help or extremely extremely incompetent police, like just upscale. Like they oh, should yeah. be in a clown car and coming out by the dozens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of other stuff that we didn't talk about because there's a lot of stuff on this, but. I feel like we've exhausted our. Uh, we well, I, mean, well, I don't know how to finish that sentence. I'm exhausted. <laughs> You're an exhausted pigeon. Oh, I am such an exhausted pigeon. Oh, Nelly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, the only thing I'm thinking of again is like we spend so little time discussing the the arts part yes. of our dark arts and we the crafts do. part. Yeah. Um, it is truly one of the more fun ones I've done. Uh, And it is actually quite simple. So list of to-dos. If you wanted to do something similar to this, if you go to our Instagram later and see this, again, I went to the dollar store, bought, I think it was like a 3 or $4 frame because our dollar stores aren't actually dollar stores. Um, I bought puffy paint from Michael's because that is the the craft store here. That's kind of all there is. And then I took acrylic paint and Mod Podge. And the Mod Podge is basically it's just a sealant that adheres it to the glass. So you just mix a very tiny amount in with your acrylic paint and you go from there. Um, and you can quite literally rip off a template of any old stained glass picture off the internet. And then you just trace it and then fill it in. It's basically paint by numbers after that. Yeah. But like I said, I did the more difficult route where I designed it myself. So I had pictures of cameos and I had pictures of skeletons and pictures of skulls and roses and actual stained glass windows et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and I tried to pull all those things together to make something that works with it kind of I think it's lovely um, and then as far as uh, your craft is concerned if somebody wanted to try to, to do that do that as well what did I do I um, drew out so I had the I think it's a basil basil the metal, bezel, 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 the, the, the metal part that you put the necklace, that you mount the necklace on. Look up cameo back, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. an oval-shaped piece of jewelry 
that you that you I mean you could also pour resin or whatever in it like yeah. it's just a base that you they sell them at craft stores they, they sell them on Amazon they yeah. I think I've actually seen that at a the stitchery store the one to do with embroidery and oh yes quite like yeah so yeah. I, I think it's a relatively common craft item to yeah. find um, I traced it out so I'd have the right size and then I just drew a rough outline I drew an outline of the pigeon so is that your own drawing it is my own drawing of pigeon because it's quite a great pigeon and then I used that and traced that onto the fabric I used, uh, stretched out the fabric on a little embroidery hoop and I have so much embroidery floss in my house that I didn't need to buy anything for it this is also my other goal of this podcast is to use the yes. craft supplies that use, I hoard. Use our hoarding s- yeah, scenario. Yeah. So I succeeded in that entirely. But embroidery flask can, like, again, literally be found in almost anywhere. anywhere. You can get yeah. it from Walmart and Amazon and Michaels and yeah. the dollar store has them. And I don't think you need to go expensive. No, no. I do have, in this one, I had some lovely iridescent floss, which is yeah, probably a little, a little bit harder I- to find. But I lo- that's my favorite part about pigeons is the They have a little zhuzh on them. They've got a little zhuzh. And, and so I can I, see that because the light's just yeah. catching the, the breast of so it just I, a little bit. I zhuzhed the... I zhuzhed the... You zhuzhed the boobs. Zhuzhed the boobs. Yep. And uh, I honestly just... It's just stitching. And it's like... It's painting with... It's painting with thread. And um, I, oh, I... I would love to give descriptions but i just honestly made it up as i went along so i'm horrible at this that's okay and then yeah. uh you got the beads like you just are be not pearl the pearls yeah. you already had I, i'm that gonna stuff. say pearls in quotes as well um because make no guarantee of anything yeah again um, probably like you can get super cheap at the dollar oh, store goodness. i think they Actually, usually always have i did beads. have to supplement because i didn't have enough because i had um a band uh, the clasp i used had three is for a three bead string and I didn't have enough for three, so I had to go to the dollar store and get some cheapy ones to... Uh-huh. Where'd you get the clasp from? It, my drawer. So you basically just repurposed jewelry you already had? Oh, no, no, like, no. Like it was, it? no. No, it was for jewelry making. Oh, okay. I just probably bought it a decade ago, so <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Uh, probably like Michaels. Probably Michaels. Yeah. Probably Michaels, yeah. yeah. So, not sponsored? <laughs> no. Well, if you want to. I'm just saying. Mm, yeah. But... Um, yeah. So, yeah, that that yep. wanted to just add a little extra oh, about the crafts this time. Sorry, I should go into the mounting. Oh. Because once I finished the... You mounted a pigeon? Shut <laughs> your face. I'm sorry. <laughs> so once it is um, done, I sort of cut it to the circle, and then I actually cut a bit of, honestly, just like a hard cardstock that fit inside the mount, and then put a little bit of... Um, cotton batting in to give it a little puffy look and then stretched it and honestly hot glued it to the the um to the cardstock and then gorilla glued that into the mount so it's in there it's in there it's good <laughs> to go yeah yeah so. awesome yeah i really really wanted to make sure we kind of expanded a little bit more on the craft other than here's what i did here's what i did bye, bye. <laughs> totally yeah because that's uh, we we talk like ninety percent about the dark and not enough about the art. No. All right. So, I think I think we're d- another awkward ending. 
Yeah, because right. we it's awesome again did no forethought into how do we end this? No. Yeah, I don't know. This will do. Sure. Sure. Toodles. Bye. Thank you.